This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. All right. Hey there, everybody. Thanks for joining me on Diagnosing the Aftermarket A to Z. I'm Matt Fonslow. And I guess today I want to talk about some observations or maybe a single observation I was making a couple weeks ago. I was afforded the opportunity to present to a group of technicians, manager, shop owners down in Iowa. It was a hands-on Picoscope class. It was interesting to me because we had a, a good turnout and it was made up mainly of techs, of course, but there's quite a few shop owners involved in specific groups, if that makes sense. So hands-on, we do a little bit of classroom try to try to keep the classroom times as low as reasonably possible because the key is to get everybody out on vehicles using in this case lab scopes picoscopes but in any hands-on course right it's out there doing getting your hands and minds involved in the actual task that we're learning about so everybody kind of breaks up into groups and you have people that know each other and they're friends and they're going to kind of hang out together. And then you have shops that brought the group, brought a uh, few technicians and accompanied by a manager and owner. What I found kind of fascinating to me is that the groups that had shop owners involved, the shop owners, a couple of them day-to-day work on cars and a couple of them don't, but they were very, very engaged with what was going on. In some cases, in sheer awe that they, and you know, again, this was a Picoscope class, so not really putting over Pico or anything. It, it's just, it is what it is. But they were in awe of what they were seeing, in awe of, we have this capability in our shop. Oh my. And just in, you know, discussions, a little bit during class, a little bit out in the shop, a lot bit during breaks. The shop owners that were there, those shops, and are not, of course, not limited to just those at this class. Those shops, the technicians were very positive, very upbeat and complimentary about how the shop is equipped. The shop, meaning tools, equipment. And I, it just got me to thinking. It got me to wondering. And maybe it's, maybe I'm just asking questions. But it seems reasonable that as a shop owner or manager, if you're engaged in learning about what your techs are doing, not saying you could do what they're doing, you know, because I, I don't think we would ever say the techs could just hit a couple management seminars and do your job. I mean, maybe they can. Maybe you can go to a couple of courses, technical seminars and do what they're doing. It's not all that likely, but. It's really not important for this conversation either. But being engaged in that way led them to be more persuasive or persuaded in acquiring equipment. So the shops that technicians represented that their shop owner wasn't there, the manager wasn't there. A lot of times their shops had a scan tool, a couple scan tools. They had... Really, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't want to say minimal equipment, but there was a stark difference between 
the equipment level, the tooling of their shop versus the shops there that had the shop owner there. And not just this specific class, but just I think that those owners, those managers regularly attend training with the technicians, specifically technical training. And hopefully not at you know the point of ignoring management classes because it's important that you know as a manager and owner you become a better leader and manager. So we don't want to be hopefully you're not attending the technical stuff at the expense of the management stuff, but is complementing it, seeing the world from their eyes, seeing what's really out there instead of the situation where maybe the techs consistently have to come in with the sales pitch. You know, hey, I went to this class. They had this piece of equipment. I think it'd be really cool. I think it would help help us out. And you're kind of sitting in the dark. And maybe you trust them and you get it. And if it doesn't get used right away, well, I'm not gonna not gonna listen to them anymore. But I think it's important to attend that type of training, learn about what's out there, not just. Maybe just that specific class, but also the interactions during uh, class, after class, during the breaks, learning about what other shops are doing, you know, especially outside of maybe your competition zone, competition region. You know, what's the shop 30 minutes away, 45 minutes away doing? What do they got? How are they handling this situation? What do they got to do? To What do they have to deal with these problems, these cars, this service, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that would be worth the price of admission alone. And it also gets me wondering, the shop owners and managers that come from a mechanical background where they were in the bays, are they more apt to go to the technical training and invest in the back of house? You know, the the engine room, if you will. Are they more apt to spend money there than say up front? with the the service advisors and the customer environment. And then the owners and managers that come from service advising, just management in general, customer relations or hospitality type, are they much more apt to spend money in that, the front of house, than in the back of house? And as I start thinking about it, one, I don't know, I don't know a whole, whole lot of shop owners off the cuff that came from like a hospitality type. And the the couple that I do know that used really, you know, cut their teeth and made their bones as service advisors absolutely do spend money up front in the office, in the waiting room, a lot more easily and quickly than they do in the back. They're a little more critical of what's going on in back. And of course, the mechanic, former mechanics, it's vice versa. So it's just kind of interesting, that dynamic. And I think it's a really, really good reason to start cross-training. I think it's really, really important for uh, management to try to really step back and try to get a much, much wider perspective and their ideas, like idea generating and view of the shop as a whole from really multiple disciplines and of of course angles and all that and then to kind of get involved 
get involved in um, each task, if you will, not so much at the shop level. You know, I mean, it wouldn't hurt anybody uh, to have to go back and do somebody else's job. Honestly, I mean, there's days where I think a lot of technicians really should have to try to answer a phone, schedule an appointment, make an estimate, talk to a customer face to face and keep those plates spinning. They would start appreciating the service advisor or customer service representative much more, much more. I also think the service advisors from time to time need to go back and do any number of mechanical tasks, including anything from tires, balancing TPMS to, you know, you know, diagnosing a car might be a little bit of a stretch. Uh, It's interesting thought. Maybe make sure we take away the databases first and uh, make them really try to diagnose. But that's, you know, that requires a lot of foundational knowledge. So I think better yet is just remaining with sticking with the mechanical stuff and just appreciating what technicians have to deal with. Be I mean, I mean, some headlight bulbs are a major pain to install. And they're sitting there looking at the book going, dude, it's supposed to take two tenths. You do it in two tenths. Here's the bulb. There's the car. I don't think anybody's got to be a jerk about it. I just think it's not a bad idea for everybody to get an idea of what everyone kind of has to do and what their job really requires and some of the hurdles they over, you know, come up against day in and day out. And, you know, back to management, I think it's a really good idea to start getting involved in the training aspect, joining your technicians, joining your service advisors in training joining your shop managers or service managers, whatever their titles may be, going to the classes with them, sitting through those seminars, listening to the experts, listening to the conversation during class and learning solutions for each individual position, if you will, or individual, I guess, specifically, but I'm thinking more like the position. What can make their job easier? What can help them tackle these issues better? It only helps the business. It's something I've often observed, at least, you know, locally, uh, a little bit, you know, in my travels, not that I travel so very greatly, but there's definitely that mindset that, oh, really, you want me to make your job easier? Yeah. Okay. Lazy bum. Rather than thinking about it, like, well, Okay, wait, if I make that job easier, they're going to do it faster. They're going to do it more efficiently and accurately and reduce chances of negative outcomes being, you know, most likely a comeback or, you know, the client's just not quite satisfied. So learning, learning what's out there, what's available. And some of it's not all that expensive. Some of the best pieces of equipment you can buy for the shop aren't really in the grand scheme of things that expensive. And then, you know, take into account how often would this be used? Because so what if it's really expensive? It's, if it's used multiple times per day, ever make you wonder why people bulk at spending a lot of money on a, a mattress? I mean, have you ever thought about that? Ever wondered? They hesitate. They want to buy the cheapest mattress possible. Yet, how many things do you spend six, seven, eight, nine hours a day in, you know, a day out of 24 hours? There's very, very few things, you know, maybe shoes, 
you might as well spend money on these things so that you're maximizing your comfort. It would make sense to spend a lot of money there rather than a ton of money on something that rarely gets used. Think of a few kitchen appliances that fall under that category. But just around the shop, how many tools have we purchased that you know absolutely do a phenomenal job of what we purchased them for, but we just never use it? got used once. Those are expensive. Those are really expensive. Spending a lot of, you know, quote unquote, a lot of money on a hoist that gets used all day, every day. That just seems like logical. That greatly reduces the cost in short order. So long story short, or a really roundabout way is, you know, as owners, as managers, I think it is really important to start attending training events with our techs, with our employees, joining them in their disciplines. Even if you're a silent observer, listen to them, urge them to interact in class and listen and, you know, hands-on class, observe, observe these tools and seeing how they could be brought into your shop, or <laughs> you might learn in some of these classes, you already have the piece of equipment. You've had it for quite some time. It just doesn't get used. And then you can go back and be a little more critical of, hey, you know, why aren't we using this piece of equipment? You know, I know it isn't exactly the same as what was in class, but it does essentially the same thing. Why aren't we using it? Would this be a good opportunity to use this? And do we have an environment? Do we have a culture of which the employee will say, we won't just focus on technicians, can use this without, you know, a, a built-in punishment, if you will. So let's just say during a diagnostic process using this, you know, let's pick on lab scopes. Is it a situation where they're not going to be punished because they're going to break out the lab scope? They haven't used it in a long time or really ever. So they're not going to be very quick. It's going to be a little bit foreign. Is the situation there that they're not going to get crushed for trying to do so? Because it's really playing the long game. And so, yeah, I think that about wraps up that idea. Thanks once again for joining me. I really do appreciate it. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me with comments, ideas for episodes. I'd like you to join me so we can converse about really any subject. Also, remember, you can listen to me on any one of your very favorite podcast apps. And I look forward to talking to you all later. You've been listening to Matt Fonslow diagnosing the aftermarket A to Z on the Aftermarket Radio Network. Follow Matt on your favorite listening app. He's very interested in what you have to say. Let him know what you'd like him to cover and come on the show. Matt is all for advancing the aftermarket. Find Matt Fonslow on social media and connect or on aftermarketradionetwork.com.